Hi, friends, and welcome to The Afterword, a podcast where we meet up to have a deeper conversation about the truths we're studying in the Bellevue Women Bible Study each week. I'm your host, Donna Gaines, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Jean Stockdale and Dana Street. Well, last week, we began our verse-by-verse study of Matthew 5 through 7 in this present kingdom, the disruptive message of the Sermon on the Mount, as we looked at the first four Beatitudes that focus on our relationship with God. This week, we're walking through the remaining four Beatitudes that center on our relationship with others. You're listening to The Afterword. Well, ladies, my goodness, is it not fun to see how those Beatitudes parallel one another? Oh, I love that. Yes, that was very insightful. I was trying to write notes on that as quickly as I could. Uh, Dana, I was the same way. I had not seen that, honestly, Donna, until you brought Mm. that out, how those truths are interlaced one with the other. And I loved how you pointed out that those first four had to do with our relationship with the Lord. But the next ones had to do with our relations with our fellow man. Sounds like the two greatest commands, does it not? It does, (laughs) yes. Love the Lord and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. And we're absolutely unable to love our neighbors until we love the Lord Mm -hmm. because he's the only one that fills us with that capacity to be able to really see them and to extend mercy and not judgment. Amen. Amen. I love how you keep bringing us back to the transformation of the heart. Mm -hmm. This is heart attitude that then results in changed behavior. And I think, honestly, Dana, especially uh, when I was younger in the Lord, I thought I was trying to uh, do what is really behavior modification, trying to make myself with legalism in right, mind right. adhere to outer rules. And the kingdom of God is not that. It is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Okay. Well, you wrote this lesson this week. I did. Yes. It sounded vaguely familiar yes. to me. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that you said, in fact, I think you may have started the lesson with this, is a changed heart produces a transformed right. life. Mm-hmm. And that's what you were talking about, Jean. Yes. It's it's realizing that we have to be. Mm-hmm. I was talking with somebody yesterday and just about this whole being mm-hmm. and how difficult it really can be <laughs> yes. to be. Right. Because here's the deal. I mean, we've been working through this lesson for, I mean, this real this teaching for a couple of years now. And just even praying through those things, I find myself, Lord, help me to be, help me to be, help me to be. And in the side of my brain, I am making a little to-do list of this is what that would look like in my life. <laughs> this is how I can and do I that. get so frustrated with myself because we so easily, yes. the way we're wired and yes. the way we have been brought up in church we're wired to think that we have to do Mm. and it is doing but it it's just the natural overflow yes the overflow of our devotional love and life in the lord jesus christ is the how to be's but you're right the being the sitting at his feet like mary did is to proceed those things we're called to do we are called to do many gifts of and acts of service but until we have been in his presence we are not equipped to go out and serve Mm. if we're not careful we'll do it in the energy of the flesh instead of the power of the Holy Spirit. And that leads to burnout or to frustration, discouragement, because we're trying to do it in the energy of the flesh. And when we're operating out of our giftedness and we've died to the flesh, Mm. then we tap into the power of the Holy Spirit Mm. 
in whom there is no end. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it doesn't mean that we don't have to protect our time and get enough sleep and those kinds of things. Right. But when you're serving, you're going to be doing out of a passion for the Lord. And there's incredible joy. Yes. Incredible yes. joy in that. Yes. It's very easy, I believe, to fall into legalism, mm -hmm. following mm -hmm. list of rules, or perhaps even more dangerous is to do it hypocritically, yeah. pretending we're more spiritual mm. than we really are because we want to be engaged in the kingdom work. And mm -hmm. yet it all goes back. And I just loved you wove this all through the lesson. These are the how to be's. These yeah. are the life of Christ expressed in and through us from the inside out, a changed mm -hmm. heart transforms the behavior. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's that changed heart that we all long for mm -hmm. so that we can be pure in heart and see God. And it just hit me, I'm telling you, like a ton of bricks that we see him all around us. Mm. If we're aware, mm. it's as though there are burning bushes mm -hmm. <laughs> everywhere yes. where God is present, where mm. he's revealing himself, whether it's in a relationship, mm. a person, an opportunity to serve, or something he's painted for us mm. in creation, mm. that we pause and stand in awe mm. of him and just magnify him and thank him and acknowledge who he is as our creator mm. and lover of our souls. When we looked at the Good Samaritan this week, I also thought about the fact that obviously these stories always give us insight into the kingdom of God and into mm. God himself. Who is the Good Samaritan? Mm. The Good Samaritan mm. is Jesus. Yes. Mm. He saw us in our mm. lost condition. He saw us without hope mm. and without help, wounded and broken, and he came from heaven, leaving all the glory, mm. perfection, and holiness of heaven to come down mm. to the sin-broken, dark world. And he is the one who binds up our wounds. Mm. He yes. is the one who cares for us and paid the debt, mm. just like the Good Samaritan mm. did. And I failed to bring that out in the lesson, but I loved Such that beautiful picture. picture. Such a good picture, mm. yes, that he comes to us in the mm. state that we are and ministers in that place. When we and have nothing to offer. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, you know, and the goal of the Beatitudes, I think you could really boil it down to the goal of everyone at the Beatitudes is the presence of God in our life. I love that. And when that happens, the posture of our heart changes. Mm. Right. Mm. And then what we practice as a result of that will look like what Jesus's life look like yes. we that's the only way we're really going to be able to love the way jesus loved exactly yeah <laughs> because in our within ourselves yeah. it's not gonna happen exactly exactly and as my husband would say confession is good for the soul but not for the reputation <laughs> i was studying the other day and i was focused in on d martin lloyd jones and you know he's very wordy and so i was really focused is there something wrong with being wordy <laughs> not for you I was having to focus. I was having to track with him. And Steve kept asking me questions from his office. And mm. that's something he likes to do is call out to me and ask me questions. And I answered the first two or three, and then I snapped at him. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm trying to be holy in here. <laughs> We've all been there. And what did I have to do? Immediately uh, get up, go in and say, you know what? I responded in the flesh. I am mm. so sorry. I was so focused on what I was doing mm. that I wasn't focused on you. Yes. Would you forgive yes. me for oh, that? Oh, we've all been there, <laughs> yeah. haven't we? Haven't we? I can remember working on a lesson one time, uh, getting ready to teach in women's ministry. This was the day before, and I was trying to get my studying done while my boys were at school. And my oldest son, Jason, had uh, come home from school, and I was at my desk, and he'd come in and sat down in the chair next to me and thrown his legs over the side. And he just wanted to talk sure. about his day. And I remember that I was still frantically writing 
and I was listening to him as he talked and the Lord just caught me up mm -hmm. that how I was turning my back yeah. to my son who just wanted a few minutes of my and time. And for boys, you have to grab those oh, moments. Oh my that, yes. goodness. And I pushed everything aside yeah. and turned around and said, oh, That's son, would beautiful. you please forgive me that I, this was, this was so careless of me. Now tell me what it is that you want to talk about. And honestly, it was just a few minutes about his mm -hmm. day. It's all it really was. And yet I would have missed it because we go back to this, it's being in the presence Absolutely. of the Lord and leaving that presence, still living in that mm. presence, but then going about our day in that overflow, that communion that continues. But you mm. spoke worth and blessing to him mm. by stopping what you're doing mm. and turning your attention to him. Mm. And we need to do that with our children. We need yeah. to do it with our spouses. Mm. We need to do it with the people that we encounter as we go throughout our days in the community because God is constantly setting up divine appointments and giving yeah. us opportunities to be a blessing. Mm. Yes, and we need to see them that way as divine appointments, right. not interruptions. Uh, exactly. You know, they, they really, they truly are divine appointments. Donna, one of the things I love that you said this morning was that everything grows from the inside yeah. out. And I couldn't help but think about the caterpillar oh, and the yeah. way that the caterpillar grows yeah. and grows and grows. And in order for the caterpillar to become a butterfly, it has to give up the wormy life. Mm. And did you know mm. this about a caterpillar? A caterpillar grows on the inside, but its skin does not grow. So what happens is Sounds the more... Painful. It is painful. It is <laughs> yes, it is. It's spiritual application. Yes. So that it's struggling. And the more it grows, it has to throw off mm. the, the old. old. And that That's happens perfect. four or five times to a caterpillar before it can become a butterfly. Huh. What lessons for yeah, us absolutely. to learn that we constantly are having to throw off the old life. Yes. Yes, yes. I, I was in a meeting with the, the, the two of you, and we were uh, praying together as we were getting ready to start this. And one of you, and it might have been Donna, it may, it may have been uh, Dana, you used the phrase, cast off the old man, mm. cast off the flesh of the old yeah. man. And I love that imagery. And it's very much what you just described, that laying aside, that uh, getting rid of so that the life of Christ can be expressed mm. in and through us. Yes. Yeah, it takes a death, though, oh, you know, and that's what's happening to the caterpillar. It is the throwing off the old so that you can encounter the new, and we've got to embrace that. Mm. Even though it is unknown, makes us uncomfortable, pushing pushing us out of our comfort yeah. zone, which is where God so often has yes. us. Yes, <laughs> yes, and we resist it. We, we don't exactly. want to die. The flesh, it, uh, it, it goes down with, uh, it won't give up without a fight. Well, and just if we were singing Oceans today, yeah. I just thought about that. Lord, take me where there are mm -hmm. no borders. Take me deeper than I would ever go on mm -hmm. my own. And that is what he does when we choose to trust him. He takes us beyond our abilities mm -hmm. because it's his power working in us and through us. And it's his doing. And we give him all the praise and glory when mm -hmm. he does it because we know. I can't walk it on water, Lord. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This has to be you. Exactly. exactly. Well, our spiritual discipline um, that we are looking at this next week um, is guidance. Mm -hmm. And Donna, you alluded to that. Actually, you, you um, challenged us to really seek after the Lord this mm -hmm. week in guidance and to spend that one hour. Um, and I, I would encourage us all just, if we can spend more than one hour, yeah. to set several appointments with the Lord yeah. and just to listen to Him, to, yeah. to, to let His Word sit on our heart, because that is really how change takes place. Right. As we're reading these Beatitudes, it's just letting them sit on our heart 
and let the Holy Spirit show us places that our heart doesn't look like the heart of Jesus so that he can mold it and make it into what he wants it to be. That's exactly right. Just recently, we had a couple over for dinner and we had steaks. Steve grilled them on the big green egg. But you know what? I had them marinating for about 24 hours Mm. before we cooked them. (laughs) And I was just thinking about that visual when you were talking about Mm. us immersing ourselves in the Word, letting Mm. it marinate. Mm. Because you can't do that in a hurry. That takes time. You know, I couldn't have done it in 10 minutes. It needed 24 hours to marinate. Well, Mm. we need time in God's Word. And I want to encourage women, too, to memorize Scripture Mm. as Mm. they're reading and studying. When a verse jumps out at you, commit it to memory. Mm. And as you meditate on it phrase by phrase and let it just marinate in your heart and your mind, it's amazing how God will unlock and open your eyes to new truths that you've Mm -hmm. missed, the casual observer does not get to feast on the deep things of God. Mm -hmm. It takes intentionality. It takes time. Mm -hmm. It takes a purpose with intentionality to sit down in the Word, to Mm -hmm. rest in that place, to listen to the Lord, to tune your heart to the Lord. And honestly, I believe it was last week when you were saying that's one of the things the pandemic has given us is some margin, Mm -hmm. whether we wanted it or not, (laughs) some margin. And if we were wise, if we would be wise, if we would seek after living according to kingdom principles, then we would seize those opportunities Mm -hmm. to sit quietly before the Lord. Mm -hmm. I found in my own life that the Lord will, as I'm trying to sit into his presence, that the enemy, if I'm not careful, will put on my mind to do something that I don't even like to do. Right. Like, look uh, at the uh, dust in that corner. Exactly. Yeah. Well, boy, and, that shirt needs to be ironed. And exactly. suddenly I'm up dusting, which I can't stand to do. Exactly. Instead of sitting, it'll interrupt that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, communion, it, it takes a real determination mm-hmm. to do those spiritual disciplines. Absolutely. And I love that we've included them in this study, I trying to too. encourage our women to begin to look at living, kingdom living, just mm-hmm. a bit differently by bringing those spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. to bear in their and own And that lives. gives us the rhythm of kingdom right. life. It gets us in rhythm with the Lord and with His Spirit and in tune with His voice as we go throughout our days. One of the things that you wrote in this study, Jean, is that for the Christian, the Word of God is our external control, Mm -hmm. while the indwelling Spirit of God is our internal control. Would you speak to that just a little bit? Well, it's because it's not one or the other. It is both. The Word of God is active and it is alive. The Spirit of God dwelling within us is also living and indwelling us. And when the Spirit of God within us comes in contact with the Word of God, the external control, Mm -hmm. the power of God, if we will respond in obedience, the power of God is released. released Well, it's what you said today. I think I got this right, swimming upstream, but swimming with power because of the Spirit being in control and empowering us. Yes, yes. It requires obedience on our part. It is available. Mm -hmm. The Spirit-filled life, the abundant life, it is available to every child of God, but it's not automatic. No, it isn't. And then we have to apply ourselves to the disciplines, spiritual disciplines of spending time with the Lord. And Donna, you said that early on you prayed that you would seek after the Lord in the same way that the deer pants for the water brook. And as you began to study and read the Word, you found that coming true in your life. And it's an incredible thing that when we apply ourselves to study the Word of God, a little 
it's not satisfactory. Right. We want more and more. We start hungering and thirsting, right. don't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's incredible how powerful the word is when we expose ourselves to it and when we yield to the spirit of it God. It really is. And one of the things that I think hit me the hardest was asking ourselves, am I indistinguishable from the world? Oh. Because yes. if I'm fitting in, I'm looking like, talking like, watching the same things, posting the same things on social media as the rest of the world, then there's something seriously wrong with my heart. Mm. And I need to really evaluate, am I in Christ? Because mm. if I'm in Christ, those things should make me mm. uncomfortable mm. because the Holy Spirit lives within me. And so I'd like to just give a challenge to all of us, but especially to the moms out there, that you live different from the world so that you can mm. expect your children to live differently. You can't expect them to live like Christ followers mm -hmm. if you're not passionately pursuing yeah. Jesus Christ. You've got to set that example so that they're going to want that. And it's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to draw some hard lines at times because as Christ followers, we don't do this. Mm -hmm. Or as Christ followers, we don't dress like this or we don't post these things. Um, you've got to set those standards in your home. And how often did we hear as we were raising our kids, well, so-and-so gets to do this. Right. Exactly. And have to bring them back around mm -hmm. to, well, as for me and my house, right. your mm -hmm. dad and I have set some parameters, what we believe the mm -hmm. Bible is holding us right. accountable to, and this is how we're going to live. And you're right, it's not doesn't necessarily make us popular, no. uh, but how important it is that we set those parameters. Right, and to understand that God's Word is our authority, mm -hmm. and we don't have the authority to change it. Yeah. Our yeah, only responsibility is to line up with it mm -hmm. in every year of our lives. Yeah, I think Dallas Willard is the one that said this, that we are to live our lives as if Jesus was living mm. our life. Mm. So what a challenge. Yes. I mean, to get up every day and for that to be our prayer. I think when I, I think it was when I was in high school, uh, the little WWJ, yes. what would Jesus do, yeah. WWJG bracelet. We all had those little bracelets oh, yes. that we wore. But there's so much truth mm -hmm. in that is every day, can I, will I, will I yield, will I surrender myself to live my life so that he can live through me? Mm -hmm. Because that's where the life of Christ actually burst forth right. from mm -hmm. our hearts. And, and it touches people. It is. To get it in is. on. It's when you know it's the Holy Spirit, it's not you, and yes. you sense his presence and you see him take over in somebody's life or in a circumstance that you've been praying about. And just submitting it all to him. You know, yeah. It's like we were talking about today, that we hold everything with open hands. Mm -hmm. We're simply stewards of anything God has given us. It all belongs to him. Our time, our treasure, our talents, all of it, it mm -hmm. all belongs to him. Mm -hmm. I loved what you were talking about, the crucified life, that it keeps you from being easily offended. Mm -hmm. And we're living in a culture that's taking uh -huh. offense at everything. I love this quote. It's out of the book, Studies on the Sermon of the Mount by D. Martin Lloyd-Jones. And part of the quote said, you you must not be sensitive. You must not be touchy. touchy. You must not be <laughs> defensive. Yeah. If you are, you will not be a very good peacemaker. Mm -hmm. The peacemaker is the one who not always is looking everything in terms of the effect it will have upon himself or in right. our case herself. Mm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How touchy we have become, <laughs> how overly sensitive we have become. And in Christ, when we are crucified with Christ, when we consider ourselves dead to sin and alive to Christ, rather, that allows us to not be so easily offended or offendable. And if we would take that to heart in our marriages, 
mm-hmm. with our children, yeah. with our friends, with people on social media. It's very difficult to tell what somebody's intent is right. yeah. with so, so yeah. few characters. You really need to have a conversation mm-hmm. to be able to know somebody's heart. And so we just need to be so careful that we don't get sucked into that mm-hmm. because it is so easily to let that happen. And then we're acting mm-hmm just like the world yeah. and being offended. And mm. it is a choice. Mm. It is a choice. Mm. We can choose not to be offended and choose love instead. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, God's just bringing us back to what it means to ask God to just guide mm-hmm. and to lead us through his spirit and his word every day. It is an interactive friendship with God mm-hmm. that gives us direction and purpose every day. And I think the first Probably the first book that I read that just really touched my heart on this topic was The Practice of the Presence of God. Mm -hmm. And just reading that story of how Brother Lawrence just every day, like you said, Donna, you go out for a walk and all of a sudden you see the burning bushes everywhere and you know that that is God speaking Mm -hmm. to you. And you don't have to have these holy moments that can happen in the kitchen. Right. You know, it, it can, I think it wasn't he the one that said even peeling potatoes, yes, exactly. how God spoke to him through that. And I remember thinking, okay, God, that is how I want to live. I want to practice your presence mm-hmm. absolutely every minute of every, uh, 24-7. Right. Yeah. Yes. right. That's how he turns the mundane That's into right. the miraculous because right. he's woven his DNA into everything, if we will simply have the eyes to see, we will see the presence of the Lord and practice that. That's a good word. That's right. And probably mm. one of my favorites, too, was Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray. Mm. Oh, mm. and I fell in love with John 15 after that and wanted to really abide in the yeah. Lord so that I was drawing strength and life from Him as that branch on that vine that gives life. Well, ladies, this is amazing. I think we could just keep on going forever. <laughs> this is such a fun topic. And, you know, Dana, I know we talked about when we first went into ministry, there were not many people talking about the Spirit-filled life, yeah. but the ones who were drew the crowds because I think we'd gone so long mm-hmm. without hearing about it. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about the Spirit-filled life. We're talking about dying to the flesh so that the Spirit of God takes over, and that's where the joy, the blessing, the flourishing mm-hmm really is. Well, thank y'all. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for allowing us once again to pause, to reflect over truths that we've studied, the things that you have been teaching us, Father, and then to be able to just discuss with friends. Okay, what does this look like? How do I flesh this out in my life? Because, Father, we don't want to just gather facts. We want our hearts Mm. changed so that our lives are transformed, so that we become accurate reflections of Jesus Christ everywhere we go. Spirit of the living God, make it so. In Mm. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Afterword Podcast is a production of Bellevue Women and Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. For more Bible studies and other resources, visit bellevue.org slash women.